I had a donut. There you go. And a cronut. You did. You had a donut and a cronut. And a cronut. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. I was like, you know what? And it wasn't even like a like a special type of donut and a cronut. It was a glazed donut and then a glazed croissant donut. I know. So it wasn't even like, she didn't even mix it up. I know. She just I was got like, like, listen, my pants already aren't fitting, so I'm just going to fucking go fuck it. for it. Okay. I'm going to have two donuts. We're shooting, we're shooting for the moo-moo. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm right there with you. If moo-moos were warm, I would be all over that shit. My coworker, I told you my coworker was wearing a Snuggie to our meeting the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. And I, normally I would have judged her, but I was like, that actually looks really warm. <laughs> so nothing wrong with a snuggie. No snuggies are not anymore. Not now that they're they're everywhere. Snu- when what? they were well, they used to they used to be. I mean, they used to have like one snuggie source, and then it became like everyone oh, was printing mean, like, their logos not... and handing them out as promotional items and things like that. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know where you're at. That snuggies <laughs> are being handed out, but not in my not in my neck of the woods. Um, are we ready, Victoria? Did we? I don't know if we started. Oh, we already started. Oh, we oh did. okay. So, so <laughs> I'm Patrick. You're so professional. I'm Francesca, and this is our podcast. Last name basis. I was gonna say the name, but okay, great. You said it. We were taking turns. <laughs> um. So, so, go ahead. Go oh ahead. my gosh. Um. First off, Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, beautiful. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just talk like this the entire. <laughs> is my, I... my bedroom voice. It's a terrible bedroom voice. Yeah. Right? It's I, awful. That sounds more like what a <clears throat> basement <throat> voice. Okay, help me out. Help me out. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, you are asking the wrong person. You of all people know that I'm like the worst at sounding sexy. One time I had <laughs> one time I had this audition where well, it was a callback actually. The audition was like be funny. So I like went I got called back. I'm like, yes, awesome. Get called back, they're like make love to the camera and i'm like Whoa. they told like, you to make love to the camera well yeah but this is clearly you don't remember the story because when i came home and told patrick about it pat's like how was your callback and i was like i don't know they told me to make love to the camera and be sexy patrick's like oh yeah you bombed <laughs> no doubt oh not a doubt in my mind i know i'm so bad at that so like i cannot coach you on a bedroom voice Oh, okay how about <clears throat> how about this I, that's like just sounds like you just like lower <laughs> <laughs> listens listens by women age 25 to 40 or through the roof oh is what <laughs> i'm trying to, i'm trying to broaden our audience here yeah i i have a feeling that that bedroom voice is not going to pick us up any listeners but good points to you for trying no well thank you uh, um so it's valentine's day and we actually, in the past, have always celebrated Valentine's Day the day before. So um, that was just because our first, I think it was our first Valentine's Day. Our very day. first Valentine's Day. You had to work, right? Yeah, I had something to do on Valentine's Day. I couldn't be down. You were in Miami. Mm-hmm. So we didn't live in the same city. Right. And so we had to do it on the 13th. And then it just sort of became a tradition. Yeah. So, um, you know, I hope that everyone is enjoying or did enjoy their Valentine's Day. We already celebrated ours before all of you, mm-hmm. like little measly peasantry Valentine's Day celebrating <laughs> on the 14th. I just have oh, to... but wait, I did. I got you something, actually. I have it with me. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Speaking to the mic. Um, this is a total surprise. I didn't know that you. You ready? Close yeah, your eyes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. You got You're me welcome. a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Valentine's. Wow. I honestly I thought you were joking. I didn't think you got me. Anything. No, it's totally it's totally uh it's it says, totally from one of those. 
awesome ninja power. Awesome ninja power. That's, that's two friend from Pat. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Good. I'm glad you like it. But in, you know, in case you don't like it, it came in a pack of like 30 of them. <laughs> so I've got. Like, I'm was, <laughs> was it expensive? Uh, the whole pack was like three bucks. You're supposed to lie and say that it was. It cost a small fortune. That that uh, that cheap looking uh, lollipop, heart shaped lollipop that's attached was like <laughs> a fifty dollar add on. They upsold me at the uh, at the checkout. That's really funny. Oh, we were looking. <laughs> I don't know how this came up. Oh, I think I just saw it on Twitter. Um, Cosmo Magazine was giving ideas for um, Valentine's Day presents, mm -hmm. and they had. <laughs> I just feel so weird even saying this. They had chocolate buttholes. It's like a little <laughs> yeah. chocolate shaped like a butthole. It's an it's an actual <laughs> butthole because it's it's chocolate made from a mold taken from somebody's butt. It's, oh it's my not God. a joke. It's not oh for the my, faint of heart. Oh my God. It was And they sold out too. Yeah, that they, they were did back. Sell you out. had to back order, uh, which is just back order. Uh -huh. Hey, um, I also watched the behind the scenes video. No pun intended. Behind booty, um, <laughs> and it was. I just, I just can't understand who came up with this idea. They actually can make a mold from your butthole if you want, like your own personal one. Like you can buy some random person's in a chocolate mold, or you can go in and they will make one out of yours, and then they will make a chocolate out of it to give to your significant other. You know what I love about that though? I love I love the idea of having your butthole on file somewhere. Like you can <laughs> because I'm I'm assuming you only have to do that once and then afterwards you can just call them up and be like, "Hey, you know, here's my here's my but Like why would you ever need I just I'm just... You would you'd be invested at that point because now you have this mold of you made out there, and so you I would totally want I would I would give chocolates to everybody I knew. After I that. just think that that is the strangest thing, but no judgment here if that's what you're into. Um, it's edibleanus.com. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna plug their buttholes now. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. Listen, I couldn't help that. Listen, I'm trying to pick up sponsors. <laughs> I like I'm not here to judge. If you guys would like to sponsor our show, we would be more than happy to we'll take it. spread chocolate buttholes across the land. There's I went to their site and this was and this was really funny. This I found this. It wasn't immediately apparent. You had to, you know, you had to follow a few links. You had to dig around. Yeah, you had to <laughs> dig around in there. And uh, this is already this is the most appropriate be. Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to really try my hardest to come up with as many puns as possible. Please do. But this is but this is directly from this is language from their site and okay. I I just I don't know how to I don't know what to make of this. I don't know if I if I'm if I'm happy to see this or if it's out of place and confusing. Anyway, uh it says somewhere on their site <clears throat> about their chocolate anuses. We also believe the anus range can dissolve cultural boundaries of race, gender, class, and sexual orientation. So spread the joy, and let's teach the world to love each other and love the anus. Wow. That's verbatim. Well, I mean, I guess in a sense, you know how that, that, there's that saying, like, opinions are like buttholes, everyone has one? I guess that's kind of what they're going for. Uh -huh. Like, this is something that we can all share together. Right. I don't know. It, it does seem kind of weird to... To bridge cultural boundaries. Yeah, I don't know because is it because you don't know, or is it because you can choose the color of the boy, or you get like an assorted pack? You know, you've got like the the dark chocolate, white the chocolate. milk chocolate, the white chocolate. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so, but that is that just seems like a really strange thing to bring people together. Right. Over. I'll take the I'll take the I'll take the white anus. Like, with the... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I wait. Hold on. The white anus. That's funny. 
Um, that sounds like it sounds like an apparition or something, right? Oh, like something like something that came to you in the Some middle like, of the night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dear diary, I was visited again last night by the white anus. It oh. did not speak, but I understood it clearly. Oh my god! Well, I I <laughs> I feel for anyone that has been visited by that apparition because I would be scared shitless. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always force myself not to laugh at that, just to leave you out there in silence. It was really bad. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you like your card? I love my card. I think it is so cool. I'm really into Ninja Turtles. It's Donatello. That's the most sensual of all the turtles. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what makes it the most sensual? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, so you just lied? Yeah, I did. Oh. I, Victoria, I got one for you too. Oh, our producer. Oh, yeah, Victoria's our producer. That's really nice. Well, I hope that you didn't get her a sensual. It's turtle. not Donatello. Okay, so you can you can relax. I it's, have to uh, have the I think best. it's Michelangelo. I have to have the best turtle. No offense, Victoria. I got this for you because I was I was looking at cards. You know, I'm not a big like card type of guy. Okay, because you know they're kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I'd like to you know I prefer to do things or make something or something to that effect. But I was looking and I was like, you know when. When did Valentine's Day go from like friendly, you're in class, you exchange a Valentine's with everybody in the class and it, they all say things like, you're awesome, pal, and stuff like you get like a, you know, a lollipop right. uh, attached to it from from that to like, you know, roses and, and massage oils. And if you don't do something for Valentine's Day, people are like devastated and think their relationship is a sham. I mean, it's, I never really I thought. I don't, I'm well, not like that. Well, I can just tell you that scrolling through my Facebook feed, there were a lot of people that were whining about not having someone for Valentine's Day. Oh, not having someone for Valentine's Day or not having a, a satisfactory Valentine's Day with the person they're with? Well, a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my man is out of town or whatever and this Valentine's Day is going to suck. Or the ones that were like, I'm really sad that I don't have someone. It's just like, come on, it's just a day. It doesn't matter. But I mean, I do say that as someone that has a man. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, maybe that's why. <laughs> that's, that's true. But I mean, even so, I never thought of Valentine's Day as like that big of a deal. No, especially when you walk into every store everywhere or on the sidewalk and everything is suddenly becomes red and is heart shaped. And is accompanied by a teddy bear holding a heart-shaped balloon it's or something like that. It's just a way to sell stuff. Exactly. It's it's an extremely you know consumer-oriented holiday. Yeah. And it's just a it, you know it's a it's good for business. On the other hand, to, to be fair, it's nice to have a day where you celebrate somebody important to you in your life. Yeah, like birthdays and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. Like every other anniversaries. <laughs> like there are so many like every other, other holiday. There's so many other times that you can appreciate people. But you know what? Let's not be negative Nancys um, and hope that our listeners had a good Valentine's Day. That's why I think we should go back to the to the way you did it in kindergarten. And just give them to everyone? Give everybody this cheap little card. And, you know, and then I, I used to love that so much because you'd end up with a stack of just this wide variety of these oh, really see, cheap. They were like collectible little we cards. We did not do them like that when really? I was in elementary school. Well, I mean, we gave them out, but we weren't giving them to everyone. Oh, we did it. We were like, we... um, no, I'm definitely not giving one to you because we're not friends. Well, you know, but you were supposed to go home and you were supposed to prepare them at home. And then, you know, the the lesson there was you give one to everybody because you're friends with everyone. And that's why they sold this one, for instance, in a pack of 30, well, because that's the average class side and the bonus teacher card that says, 
you're awesome teacher or something to that effect. Well, now I'm starting to rethink this Valentine because now I know that you just gave them away to everybody. Like, I didn't. I didn't. I have 28 left at home. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that it says something about you as a child. But you only got, you're the only one who got Donatello. I know, but I'm just saying that like I personally would not give Valentine's to everyone. I would pick and choose and give them to the best people in class. That's awful. You well, clearly did not learn the sharing lesson that I wasn't was the, part of the Valentine's okay, Day. I was not the only one that did that. And I bet you that we're going to hear from people who said the same thing. That they were like, why would I give candy to someone that I don't like? I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Because, because you're, 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 you're trying to bridge that gap. You're trying to make them into friends. No, I'm good. Thank you. My God. <laughs> <laughs> you're I'll you're awful. I'll eat the candy for myself. <laughs> You're terrible. Um, so it is the time in the show where we talk about people doing stupid things on the internet, which is my favorite, my favorite thing to talk about, as always. Is it that time? Who decided it was time for this? I decided that it just was. now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I was just checking. Okay, well, great. There's only two people on the show, so if it wasn't you, <laughs> then it was me. So, uh, Jeb Bush is really thinking about running for president, apparently, because he hired a new social media coordinator and the social media coordinator was hired on Monday and resigned on Tuesday <laughs> after some tweets that he had sent out in the past were discovered where he talked about wait 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 whose tweets were discovered the new social media manager okay he his name was Ethan Caesar I don't know how to say his last name he was the co- one of the co-founders of Hipster.com, which should have told Jeb Bush that this guy probably had some sketchy stuff mm-hmm. in his Twitter, like Hipster.com. If you've ever been to that site, it's rough. Um, so he's tweeting about college female art majors are sluts. Science majors are also sluts, but uglier. Oh, my God. Yeah, really. Most people don't know that Halloween in German is for nights with for girls with low self-esteem dressed like sluts i just don't understand why dudes are so into talking about i i just so weird like if a girl sleeps with you it's all good but she doesn't sleep with you she's a slut i don't i just doesn't it's just like this weird double-edged sword and then he had a bunch of tweets about gay dudes in the gym like how he didn't want the gay guys in the gym to try and hit on him which is like i i just yeah, don't flatter yourself, man. I, right? I mean, I also don't understand why straight dudes or guys who proclaim to be straight then talk about, like, making sure that gay dudes aren't looking at them. Like, bro, most gay guys have good enough gaydar that they're not interested in you. So, like, get over yourself. No one is into you. Mm-hmm. Um, in, unless you go somewhere that's like it's like a like a gay club or something like right, that. Right, exactly. And in that case it's kind of like that you know, they're they let their gaydar down because they assume that you're there because you're because yeah, you're gay. Absolutely. I remember we went to see um to see our friends in the musical play Oh Bathhouse. Bath yeah. And it was and you know, of course most of the audience appeared to be gay men. But were you worried that someone was gonna try and hit on you? No, not at all. Not right. at all. But I was making eye contact with friendly eye contact as you know, you're moving yeah. around in the theater, you're taking your seat. And every time I locked eyes with somebody, or, or several times when I locked eyes with somebody, they like intensified their gaze. And it was like And this, then you were like whole It was like this question, you know, it was yeah. like they they looked at me very intently 
And I was like, you know, just, I mean, it was just a couple people, but, um, but they looked at me very intently and it was like, it was like, are you, are you going to return this look? Yeah. And of course, you know, what, mean, did, what did you do then? I think I like, I, I just like, you didn't give him a Valentine, did you? I, <laughs> I gave him, I gave him Raphael. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you were like, and you get a Raphael, and you get a <laughs> you know, Okay, that's a little bit different because, like, yes, if you're going to, like, a play that is, like, a gay musical, people are going to presume that there are a lot of gay people at the show, whatever. Oh, sure. But this guy is tweeting about going to the gym. Right. And, like, making sure that he burps so that gay, like, that's so stupid. He's like, when I burp in the gym, I feel like it's my way of saying, sorry, guys, I'm not gay. As if gay guys don't burp? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you are an idiot. So I'm really glad that you had to resign from your job. Um, and good luck with that, Jeb Bush. Like, please make sure that you also, actually... yeah, good, good, good job, Jeb and and team for uh, for doing your homework. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, if you're gonna hire someone to be, and that's what I don't understand is it keeps being people whose jobs are to work in social media. How are you gonna be someone's social media manager? And you thought it was a good idea to tweet all this like homophobic, slut shaming, like a misogynistic crap, and then someone is gonna hire you to run their social media campaign. Like, good good job, bro. He got hired, though. He got hired, and then he <laughs> lost his job the next day. So He like, got his foot in the door. Clearly. Um, so we, oh. also, we also watched the Grammys uh, last weekend. You watched the Grammys. You watched some nearby. of it. It was so boring. I watched, I watched up until I saw Madonna pretend to dance oh I mean, you can see despite despite the great shape that she's in yeah. you can see she has like a she has like a grandma figure now it's, no her figure is like she's she's tight and like muscular she is but she's like sinewy and, and... i mean i don't even know what that word means okay. but <laughs> i do know that like what made me uncomfortable about madonna's dancing and performance wasn't that she was a bad dancer, but I felt like she had this look of like, I still got it. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing now. Now I'm kicking. Like I, she wasn't. She it wasn't that she was a bad dancer. It was that she wasn't dancing. She had a whole team of dancers around her that were working their asses off. Oh my god, they were doing to make flips. up for the fact that she was just sitting there and like moving one arm at a time and kicking one leg at a time. And it just said to me like she was trying to compensate yeah. for her inability to keep up with what she used to she do. She was like doing a jig at one point. Like Madonna, what are you doing? And then all of the guys had like demon horns and then there was like a choir dressed in red robes it was like an illuminati's like i don't even know i feel like maybe they're just like doing that weird stuff to like wink wink am i worshiping the devil sure i'm, I'm not really sure but it was very strange oh and spe yeah, speaking of it's funny that you mentioned the of uh, the illuminati references and the um the uh, am i worshiping the devil because there's a story um recently about the satanic temple and their efforts to disseminate children's coloring books oh my god i heard about this wasn't it in florida it was in florida it was oh. in orange county and and what orange county had done apparently was allow certain groups uh to to pass out bibles and other literature and that include not included not just christian groups but also uh i think i think atheists as well so they weren't they weren't closing themselves off to other schools of yeah, thought. Yeah, but I'm or other pretty sure that they did not expect Satanists to show up. Well, that's what was interesting. The, the Satanists showed up and were like, "Here, we've got these coloring books. They're actually they they actually look like um I mean, they're legit coloring books. I don't I, know who made this. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like. Yeah, I'll show you the picture. 
It's a satanic children's big book of activities. <laughs> yes. <What? laughs> but I want to know what are the what are the activities um, <laughs> that are like seances and like. Well, here here's here was the strangest part of why all. Why did this they? For me. But here's the thing. Why did they do this? That's well, what did, I'm not well, understanding. Well, obviously, first they're a, a church or a religious organization. Okay. So they, I'm assuming they made these coloring books to actually give to people who might want them. Okay. Right? In an effort to endorse and promote their religious beliefs. Okay. Right? Um, but they actually did this just to challenge the fact that they were allowing other people to disseminate their religious information. Oh, so they're basically calling the school system hypocrites. Yes. Yeah. No, they, they went in there knowing that, that. Okay, Satanists are not going to get the same sort of treatment. Yeah. And, and and of course, you know, the legal argument was was well on their side. But it was interesting because they their public statement, I went on their website, the Satanic Temple, I think I think that's their official name. Um We are not looking for them to sponsor PS. We don't need yeah, we don't need Satanists to sponsor us, but they actually <laughs> they actually had the most level-headed and reasonable viewpoint on this, despite being Satanists. They had their their official statement was um was that we would, and, and this is this is a quote, we would never seek to establish a precedent, a precedent of disseminating our religious materials in public schools because we believe our constitutional values are better served by respecting uh, a strong separation of church and state. So wow. they just went in there. I know, right? How reasonable is so that? So they were like, even though we worship the dark lord Satan, we <laughs> respect the separation of church and like. Who could ever imagine that they would be so level-headed about? They, they are like, we, we care about our constitution <laughs> here in the United States. We don't want any religious beliefs disseminated to children on public school campuses, which I, I personally agree with. Not that I you know, share anything else in common with Satanists, but, um, but they did it just because they knew there would be backlash. And you know what? Just I think last week, the, uh, the school board voted on new language that would, that would prohibit any um, uh, dissemination of, of religious, religious materials, materials on their public schools. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I would I guess... I mean, score one for the Satanists, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, truthfully, I thought it would be a cold day in hell before something like that would happen. <laughs> um, but I do want to know what's in this coloring book. And I want to know <laughs> if it comes with crayons. On the front, there's a little boy and a little girl, and the little boy is wearing a shirt with a goat head, and the little girl is wearing a shirt with a pentagram, and they're holding hands. They actually look... Um, they're yeah, they're peaceful. probably going to a Madonna and Lady Gaga concert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen those shirts sold as merchandise at some of those concerts. I wonder what do you I mean, what do you do at the satanic church? Because this is the thing. You would think that they would be trying to to, to stir up trouble. Instead, they're trying to keep like, you know, keep the constitutional constitutional principles alive. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm that's not like my jam, but at the same time, I'm kind of like really impressed. Mm -hmm. So like score one for them. That probably will win them some brownie points and maybe get them some new members. I don't know. But it kind of makes you look bad that that's who had to point out your hypocrisy. Right. Yeah. Like no other religious group said like, hey, this kind of isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Satanists who took a stand. But just like all other religious websites, too, this was because I was like I said, I visited the website and they had all the they had. It's it's so interesting because it's exactly like what you'd see from, say, a Christian church. Mm -hmm. But it's just everything is the like satanic context. But this so is instead of like white lights, it's like red. darkness and red lights. 
And instead of instead of like little little um, uh, figurines of Mary or Jesus, it's like little goat heads and little devils. Here's what really I, strange. Here's what I don't understand. Uh, like usually when you have a religious group, there's some sort of threat of like something bad happening to you if you don't do the right thing. So like if you're a Satanist, do you tell people like if you don't do something bad, you're going to go to heaven? Like I, <laughs> That's do you know a good I mean? question. Like with, when they like solicit donations and stuff, if you don't donate to Satan, like what happens to you? No, actually, like, they, you get a free trip to heaven. No, they actually pass around a hat that's full of money, and everyone takes something from it. <laughs> That's they just that's their offering. Oh, okay. That makes I mean, I just I don't know. Then that, that kind of just like came into my mind. <laughs> like, what is the threat there of like not doing what they say? There can't be a threat. No. So you could just go in there or an improvement in your afterlife. You just like go that's in there the and buck threat. wild, do whatever the hell you want, literally. And then you can go to hell. So do people say go to hell as like a like peace be with you? They're like, hey, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in hell. That's what they say. Yeah. See <laughs> this, you later. This isn't this isn't goodbye. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, all jokes aside, we uh, we respect that you respect us, Satanists. So so um, thank you. I guess. Oh my god! And oh, you know what I saw is kind of kind of relevant because it's it's religious mm-hmm. in nature. I saw a van the other day. And it had the most honest expression of faith written on the front of it that I think I've I've ever seen. And it said, it just said, my God is real to me. That's freaking awesome. And I thought that was really cool because because, you know, it acknowledges that other people don't believe in this God, that they that there are other, you know, that there are other beliefs out there in the world uh, and that people might be critical of that individual's beliefs. But. It doesn't really matter because that is what they believe. That's awesome. I wish more people had that sort of viewpoint because I feel like it would reduce so much conflict. I feel like so many people, it kind of just like goes against the principle of just like treat other people the way you want to be treated, which I feel like regardless of what religious beliefs you believe in, that's kind of like something we should all be able to agree on, just treat everybody right. And right. If you just say like, hey, my God is my God, this is what I believe in, then like you shouldn't have to try and beat someone over the head and make them like what you like or believe what you like. Um, or, or and, and that's not even the worst part. The worst part is when you try to make other people conform to your beliefs. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you mark someone as an enemy because they don't believe what yeah. you believe. That's the, and that, I think that's probably the most extreme and worst yeah, outcome. you know what? That's that kind of segues into. Oh no! It's, oh, no, I, just, oh, I wanted to say we're because, not segueing yet. Not no, not yet. Okay, not yet. Go okay. Hold go your, ahead. Hold your segues. <laughs> that, that's my like rewinding the track. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Shut you're, up. You're like Rozelle. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, but the the catch was, or the the other interesting thing was that this was written on a van that was jet black with blacked out windows and red lights underneath it. Ooh. Yeah. So I was like, who are you worshiping? Like Satan? Like the A-team? I mean. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there were some of those. You had your chance of getting one of those coloring books and you didn't even know it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. Womp, womp. Well, right. Segue time. Can I segue now? <laughs> I was going to segue by saying, you know, we're talking about people pushing their religious beliefs on other people. And it just seems like this is becoming a pattern for us that every week we have to talk about some like grossly Islamophobic uh, incident, and I, I really feel as if, in some way, shape, or form, Islamophobia has really kind of become like the accepted form of racism in the United States. I feel like post nine eleven, people feel like they're being patriotic by judging people who are 
Muslim or appear to be Muslim. Um, and this past week was a really, really terrible thing. They had the, the shooting in Chapel Hill mm-hmm. um, and three young people. I I know that I'm not going to get these names right. Um, Danae, Yusor, and Abba Shalia, um, a young newlywed couple that just got married in December and the girl's sister were shot and killed by this guy in um, Chapel Hill. And there's this huge conversation about a few different things. They're claiming it's over a parking dispute. Personally, I think that this qualifies as a hate crime. Um, and, and I think that it's just a symptom of our culture where people don't give Muslim people the benefit of the doubt. Like if this had been three white people, whatever it was that possessed him to think that shooting someone in the head was going to resolve the conflict, I don't think it would have escalated to that level if the people did not look other, quote unquote, or did not appear to be Muslim or non-white. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't. I don't know. And I've I've read a good number of um, of the reports and the accounts of what happened and, and the interviews and things like that. Not all of them, but I don't know that there's enough information out there to make that call just yet. I, I, I agree that the parking dispute thing is, is bullshit sounds like nonsense. It sounds like an effort to create a defense, uh, you know, to be proactive in but, creation. Of but a here's the thing. So I read this somewhere and I feel like it's such a, a poignant statement that what racism does is creates this amount of doubt in your mind where when something happens, you can't give someone the benefit of the doubt and say like, oh, well, maybe that guy just flicked me off or maybe that waitress just like rolled her eyes at me because she's having a bad day. It's like historically speaking, people of color, non-white people have suffered so much injustice and oppression that it is really hard to be on this side of the table and see something like this happen and assume that like their their cultural beliefs had nothing to do with it, especially when you look at how our media is talking about this. I agree. They're freaking interviewing this guy's wife on television and asking her like, was he a nice guy? Can you tell us like what, he, what kind of music he was listening to? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck if he was a nice guy. And, and the wife gets on on television and she's like oh he he championed the rights of others and this had nothing to do with religion or faith and it's like he championed the rights of others and yet he put three bullets into people's heads right not their not their right not to be shot in the head during a home invasion exactly and this is the other thing is when you know the charlie hebbo shootings happen I guarantee you that no one was running to interview the wife or family members of those shooters because they were Muslim. And that's that's where, like, you have to look at the big picture, not just what happened. It's kind of like, okay, we can't get in this man's mind and know why he did this, but let's look at how our media is talking about this and let's look at the 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 lengths we are going to humanize this man and make him, oh, you know, he's a troublemaker. He was a nice guy, though. He cared about people. Like, why the fuck do... Like, seriously, this makes me so mad. Like, you know, like, I'm not one to... I mean, I throw around expletives in my spare time, but like not <laughs> kind per- of a hobby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Professionally, I really try to stay away from that. But like it seriously makes me so like viscerally angry that people are going out of their way to talk about this guy's interests and what his family life was like and interview his wife and his ex-wife. And and it's just like it really shouldn't be about that. I agree. I agree. But I think to your point. 
uh, and you, you definitely covered a lot of ground. But I think to your point, I think those are two different issues. How our media responds to this stuff and how our culture responds. I think they're related. Like and and what what motivated this man and and the murders? I think they're related because if our media continuously, I mean, and here's the thing: I haven't seen the movie American Sniper. I will be full disclosure, but I have seen some really disturbing things said online by people who enjoyed that film and 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 it supported the idea of Islamoph- Islamophobia and believing that Muslim people are bad and that they deserve to die and they're horrible people. And it, and like I said, I really think it goes back to post 9-11. We are living in a world where people really believe that this is somehow making you a stronger American to you know, say that you're not okay with with Muslims and you're not okay with Islam, and right like, blanket blanket statements, generalizations don't make you a stronger American, and they definitely don't make America stronger. Exactly, but what I'm saying is that when our when our media reports about these things in this way, mm-hmm. and 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 makes Muslims all look bad, and and then we have you know legal uh, government officials coming out and saying like we need Muslims to denounce this behavior, suddenly you make it every single Muslim person's responsibility for this one terrible thing that happens or this one-off situation that happens. I do believe that that permeates into people's minds walking around on the ground who are who are then believing that when they see a woman walking down the street wearing a hijab that she is somehow complicit in the bad things that have happened and so mm-hmm. i think our media has to be more responsible about how we talk about these things i absolutely agree with that uh, to, to your point about the media's portrayal and approach to these issues mm-hmm. uh depending on the color of the person who perpetrates the act and the color of the victim right absolutely because i think it's pretty clear across the board the difference in the treatment. Yeah. Um, but but as far as whether or not whether or not there's enough information for this guy, I'm, yeah. I'm just not sure. Crime, it's confused. And, it, and it, it, there's a lot of uh, partial information well, out there. There's a lot of bad information. Well, what I've, I've exactly, already seen some conflicting information. What exactly <laughs> makes something a hate crime? Because when I heard that this guy had over a dozen guns in his home, that told me what I needed to know. Yeah, he had he had he had a veritable stockpile of weapons. He was looking to kill somebody. Well, I I don't know about I don't know about that. Why would there you... are gun enthusiasts that don't. Okay, yes, there are gun enthusiasts who don't go out and kill people. We are talking about a guy who did go and kill three people. So the fact that he has a dozen guns at home mm-hmm. does not support the idea that he was not looking to kill and harm people. And then his ex-wife said that he his favorite movie was that Kurt Russell movie where he like had a bad day and just started like killing people. See, okay, see now we see again. Here is what I'm talking about. Now what you're starting to talk about is is more mental illness. But like what extreme depression maybe. Does that mean that that's Something mental that, illness? I mean, I don't that I mean, and that goes back to the fact that Well, well all I'm saying, all I'm really saying is that is that it might be a little premature to conclude, not not to keep your mind open to or suspect, but to abs- actually conclude that that this man's actions were driven I by mean, I mean I listen here's the thing I am I am willing for my opinion to be changed mm-hmm. no doubt like I have not said like cut and dry here's what it is I truthfully believe that this was motivated by is like islamophobic well well uh, you know they, they interviewed the brother of two of the victims right uh and he said that that they had had several run-ins with this man Mm-hmm. Um, but they escalated when I, one of the victims moved in. I guess she was she was the, the she was sister. the spouse 
Oh no, right? the, the they were yeah, they just recently got married. Right. And apparently apparently she wore the head coverings and and, and so did her sister. Oh, okay. So but but the quote I saw from the brother mm-hmm. who was being interviewed said that said that the the one who moved in a few months prior to the shooting, um, she wore the head covering and after that is when things escalated, see? began to escalate. Yeah, see? And so that was that was actually one, you know, a, a piece of information at least that was uh, definitely in favor of of the notion that this could have been an actual hate crime. And he said, you know, he said it was interesting. He 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 said he considered it hate and he considered it terror even. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I would I would say that someone shooting and killing three people in the head, execution style. Like this is not. I think that's a that's an important factor. And as he well. and he went into their homes, which is what to me is like a parking dispute. This was not in a parking lot. He forced himself into these people's homes and then killed them. And then he had a stockpile of guns at home. I don't believe that this is someone who just snapped one day. It certainly sounds like an unbalanced individual, but that doesn't that doesn't indicate the nature of his imbalance. Yeah. Or, so or what so what makes something Maybe he was somebody who who was just looking for a reason to kill somebody and yeah. those were the people that happened to be give him the reason that he was looking for. That's what I'm saying. Reserving judgment in the full sense of it, because there really I mean, isn't enough information. I yet. don't know. I truthfully, like, I'm not trying to like not pass judgment on a fucking murderous asshole. That's the other thing. So, too. so like, let me, let me I just, have no problem judging him. Let me just say that too. Yeah, because because I I completely agree with the sentiment. I know you are the most level-headed, fair person I know. Well, it doesn't it doesn't bother me when I hear people say things like because that needs to be said because right. we need to be constantly vigilant, especially where the trends emerging right. are trends that are that are uh, creating this otherness with between religions and based right. on specifically you know your your status as a Muslim. Right. So uh, so so I think it's valuable to even you know to really suss out those possibilities. Like you're doing, right? And so I, I think there's a lot of value to that. And if everybody did that, I think we would, um, you know, we definitely have a, a more positive effect on the culture. So yeah. I'm not criticizing, um, but I do think that when it comes down to proving what he did, and, and with what little information we get, and it's filtered through news outlets. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's impossible for us at our level to really make that conclusion. And there isn't anything out there. The other thing is too, I, I know that his, and it's terrible that they went to the wife and allowed her to say that, you know, because that's irrelevant and it's silly. Um, but, but I did see something and I don't know, I don't know if this is accurate information. He was an atheist that he said things that were, that were, um, you know, against both Christianity. Yeah. He was, he, he hated all religion apparently. Right. And, and not that hating all religions makes something less of a hate crime, but it still, you know, it, it shows that, that he wasn't say, you know, uh, uh, you know, a a Christian who was, you know, who believed all Muslims were terrorists. And in fact, that yeah. cuts the other way. I mean, he did have something on his Facebook that was comparing, like, radical Christians to radical Muslims, apparently. So, I mean, I, I do believe that he just hated all religion. But I also, it goes back to, to what a friend of mine, Erica um, William Simon, who works with me, um, she wrote something for Time magazine that was really breaking down why so many people think that this is a hate crime. And the thing that she said that I thought really summed it up is that you have to view it in context of decades of exclusion and hatred. And it's a post 9-11 American Muslims living in American sniper obsessed culture. It would be ludicrous to think of it any other way. And I think 
I, I don't know. I know you. I'm married to you. And I know that you are the type of person who gives everybody like a fair shot. And I think that that's the thing that I love the most about you. And I try personally to be, to be better about. I don't like I don't like thinking the worst of people. I mm. really don't. But you have to be suspicious. But I have to that's be one of the, suspicious. That's one of the byproducts of of institutionalized racism right. or discrimination is that the, the group that's discriminated against has to at that point i mean you you can no longer trust no. you know of uh, an uncomfortable look by a stranger on a train no absolutely you, you, then not. you have to wonder what is the motivation for that look do right. they not like the way that i look or do they not like the you know the way that i look right absolutely and i think again it's the it's the big picture it's not just the action it's the way that our media failed to talk about it from the jump. I mean, now it's everywhere. But when it first happened, the only place I saw anyone talking about it was on Tumblr and on Twitter and on Facebook. And major news outlets weren't talking about it. And then just the way that the story is being framed in the sense that when if, if the shoe was on the other foot, if this was a Muslim person who had killed three white people, three innocent people, we absolutely would be calling this person a terrorist, even if they had done this all by themselves and they weren't working with any other groups or or anything like where they had no declarations on their Facebook. or. But anything. again, again, there's there there are two. You know, there, there are two levels to this. There's the actual legal application of right. of of that idea, and I don't know what the legal application. Well, is. and then there's and then there's what it says about our culture and and where our culture, you know, is the temperature of our culture right. concerning certain groups. Mm -hmm. So there's, I think, for the second one, it's a really good indication of of where a we bias. stand on this. Absolutely. A bias, absolutely, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, for the first, though, I I don't I don't think so, and. When those people were, you know, if, if it were Muslims who attacked some white people and they were and they were citizens and they were subject to the laws of the United States and they were, uh, you know, they were put on trial and, and it would be the same outcome. You would need some proof that they were motivated by. But see, that's what I mean in the sense that like you are you like a super fair person. But this is different. But I think that I, I just think that like that's you speaking in the sense of like if. It's best hard. case scenario, we should give everyone the benefit of the doubt till they get to the courtroom and we like look into their motivations and we cross examine them. Which is very whatever. hard to show. What what I think you're talking about is that it's hard to get into somebody's mind in, in a proof sense. It's hard to prove what somebody was thinking when they acted in a certain Absolutely. way. Very, very difficult to do. Um, you would really need something like Facebook posts that said, I want to kill Muslims right. or something to that effect. You know, in that case, you would probably have the fodder that you needed uh, uh, to make a strong but case. But here's what I'm saying is, is that they crime. don't do that for other for when it's when it's a Muslim person. They don't need that evidence. All they need is to know that they are Muslim. But <laughs> like, this is that's all they need. I, you know, I completely agree. But but that's the that's the other level, which right. is which is really um, uh, the fact that we can arrive at that conclusion much more quickly. Right. And we're comfortable with that conclusion when. When they, you know, people of certain colors and religious backgrounds play certain roles. Right. It's terrible. In a certain scenario. It's really, really terrible. And it's just it's just so sad that this has been. I mean, literally every week we have had to talk about some situation where a Muslim person has been discriminated against. Or... Well, we've only been doing this for a few weeks, and let's face it, that's been like the name of the game. But I, but that's, on, but that's in, sad. In world affairs. That's really I, terrible. I mean, it's I know, awful, right? I know you're not justifying it, but I'm just saying, like, this is really a sign of our times that this is something that keeps happening and a discussion that continues happening. Which is why I think, you know, things don't happen in a bubble or in a vacuum. 
yes, this is an, a one-off incident and we cannot know what this man was thinking, but big picture-wise, it's really hard for me to objectively look at this and say, well, maybe he could have been having a bad day. But we will follow the story as it continues and we will see what happens. I hope that they put him away. I, They're going to put him away. He turned himself in. Now, now, don't forget whether this is a hate crime I don't know. Maybe or defined will... as an act of terror. He killed three people, and then he turned himself in for killing three people. Yeah. Execution style. There's no way this man is not spending the rest of his life in prison. Listen, I said the same thing when George Zimmerman happened. And look, I, and look at what happened. We've had George Zimmerman has gone, has been arrested multiple times, and we know he killed somebody. That man, you know what I'm saying? That so man like, is a monster. So I don't have, I, 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 I don't like to be a pessimist. I like to think the best of people, and I like to believe that we live in a country that does what's right and treats people fairly. But I also fucking live here, and I know <laughs> that it does not work that way the, because there are a lot of people walking around here and making a lot of money and selling t-shirts because they have killed someone and they become a celebrity and they end up on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine and shit. It's terrible. So I really, really hope that we put this guy away, but I don't know. He could come out with some, he could have some no, friend, defense that friend, says- this is not, this is, I, I- I can see the correlation that you're drawing, but this is not Zimmerman. I mean, I really don't- The man is I confessed hope it's not. to I hope- having, having- assassinated i mean this right yes but i'm saying like who knows he could come up with some reasoning that 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 says that explains why he did it listen i don't want that to be the truth but i like i said i i don't want to think that way but part of me worries that this could not work out the right way well no i think i i i don't see that happening i anything's possible right you're right but i i seriously don't see that that happening and in terms of the one-off scenario in terms of like the the if this was a, a isolated incident right even if he did commit a hate crime mm-hmm. and that was his motivation and but it was a one-off incident he's not part of a larger group that's right. you know that's um, planning to do things like that and carry out these sorts of attacks um he's going He's going to go to jail. He's going to jail. He's going to go to jail for the rest of his life, regardless of whether or not you can classify this as a hate crime or an act of terror. I mean, right. if if he did it to... It was to His motivations don't matter. He did it. Well, so no, his motivations, he, his motivations I mean, do matter. Not that they don't matter. But they're matter, not going to change the that, consequences right, for him. Not right. in a significant way, because it doesn't matter if you tag... But it is important to the culture right. to identify this. I mean, you know, you, you could... If he died in a car accident tomorrow... Right. Or something like why well, he's obviously not, not right, free right. to drive a vehicle. But if he were to just drop dead of a heart attack or something like that, you know what I mean? Like it's still not problem solved. And I think that's what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. There are bigger implications. It's like that that terrible Ashton Kutcher movie, The Butterfly Effect. Just Don't. Like, no. <laughs> one <laughs> like, thing happens. Just squeeze some Ashton Kutcher in there. Listen, any chance that I can get. You know to shit how talk. I feel about him. How how do you feel? I about hate him? that man. Why? I don't know. I just he's always rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> he just has. I just Well, it just made me think of that. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's a terrible movie. I have. Did I probably I probably made you watch it. Oh, maybe. I was probably the re- cuz you know I watch stuff like that. Yeah, you do watch crappy movies. Cuz it was, like... you know, it was sci-fi and ish. Yeah. Well, I I made me think of that because in that movie, every time something he was like going back in time or something, every time he changed something, it changed something else, and that's how I look at this situation with the Chapel Hill shooting. This has the potential to affect 
numerous things about how we report these stories. And also, I look at it as an act of terrorism in the sense that, like, the Muslim community is freaking out and scared right now, and I don't blame them. So well, it definitely has created an atmosphere that is not welcoming or a positive environment for those people. So we will see what happens. We will continue to follow it. Um, do you, I think we should segue. I don't know how to segue, but we should talk about something more positive. <laughs> something, that's what got, I was going to say. This we is, got heated up in This here. has been a, a, a very sad, very, very depressing portion of the show. Well, you know what? Can I'm, we get back to Valentine's Day? I mean, that was that was happy. Everyone's have, happy on Valentine's Day. I have Day. nothing to say about Valentine's Day because I just you. don't care. What? I don't. I just don't see it as a big deal. I, mean, I got you a lollipop, okay? <laughs> you attached to a card. You did, but you also got like twenty-eight more of them. So <laughs> you know. And honestly, you said that this was expensive, but I'm looking at it, and I just this is like a thin stock. It's not. It it's like barely glossy. It is. I'm not even sure if that's a real Ninja Turtle. It, it might be like a. <laughs> it's, it's like a like knockoff a, Ninja. It's like a Ninja Frog or something. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, no, that's a turtle. That's a Ninja Turtle. That's uh, that's um. Um, can we Official. talk, I mean, I don't even know how much I have to say about it, but I do want to say that we've been watching Fresh Off the Boat and we love it. It's really funny. It's a funny show. Yeah. Fresh as far off. as sitcoms go. We also like really love the theme song, right? Fresh Off the Boat. Like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even finish the word. He just says, bah. He's like, Fresh Off the Boat. <laughs> so we just like keep saying it's it. It's good. It gets catchy and it gets stuck in your head very quickly. It's so funny. And you know what I loved about the shows? I, I honestly wasn't like sold on watching it, but one of my coworkers is Korean and he sent an email to our whole office or no, I think maybe he like posted it on our, like we have a, like a private Facebook group and he watched the premiere and he was like, this show is so awesome. It's like my, this is like the story of my life. And I loved being able to show it to my kids and have them see someone that looks like them on television. And I was like, sold. I definitely want to check this out. And it's so funny. I feel like it really is. It's funny. not stereotypical. It's like, you know, and the name definitely threw a lot of people off. But mm -hmm. I think that this is a strategy. Now we are seeing ABC is doing this. Right. This is a consistent thing for them. With Blackish and now Fresh Off the Boat. But what's also really cool is all the top shows right now are led by people of color. Fresh mm -hmm. Off the Boat is like the number one comedy right now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the number one comedy. Blackish is like right behind it. Then we've got um, How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal are mm. like the biggest like dramas. Oh my god, um, and Empire. <laughs> Oh God, wait, what, well, did, yeah, what, did, she, what did she say? Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of How to Get Away with Murder with you, and she said something like she she was like it was it was really coming what, down what to the was to the heated towards the end it became very heated between her and somebody else who was accusing her of murdering her oh the sister her husband or lover whoever it was spoiler alert right and then, and then, <laughs> sorry yeah. it's um, okay. but then but then she says she says the the main character i don't even know her annalise. name annalise says what's that old saying and it, that she quotes like the oh, like a child. She's like she's like in like incest is best or something. Put that? your put your sister to the test or something like yeah, that. Sister yeah, sister to the test, incest is best. Yeah, that I was, was like, who's writing this stuff? Like, wait, wait a punt. You just gave up on that one. Yeah, I mean, here's the cut it. She might as well have been like, what is the old saying? He who smelt it dealt it. And it's like, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> and how does this apply to your? You are you are being yeah, accused of murder. Yeah, you know what? I will say that Annalise Keating, played by the incredible that old proverb, the incredible Viola Davis, 
she definitely is not doing the best job of like keeping it together because she's accused of murder and or she's suspected at this point. She's really not playing the distraught wife role at all. She's kind of like, listen, I have work to do. I have a class to teach. I have mm. clients to defend. No, I'm... you must have misunderstood what I was doing with that. I am not looking to talk about the show right now. Okay, well. I don't... <laughs> you're, you're so eager to talk about how to get away with murder and scandal. I... You take any opportunity you can, but that's not what I'm here for. I know, but I just wanted to say, like, I, I'm just trying to infuse some positivity and say, like, here's some shows that we enjoy, and you did watch it with me, and I know that you are a hate-ass hater, and, like, <sighs> you, like, like to be negative, but I, I feel with TV, like. I love to talk I trash about TV. Like part of you enjoyed it a little bit i here's what i enjoy doing i enjoy watching it with you right i enjoy watching anything with you no matter how bad or how good it's always fun and then i, I enjoy it. when it's bad i enjoy i enjoy trash talking yeah trash talking it's shows. like a sport that's like the like an american pastime well that's what twitter is i feel like that's literally the point of twitter is just to trash talk like every show that's out there and um you know even though i enjoy how to get away with murder i also enjoy looking for plot holes because one of the things that pisses me off is these freaking kids, spoiler alert, talk about the murder, like, right when the cops are there all the freaking time. They're like, cops are, like, dusting for fingerprints and, like, doing luminol looking for blood. And they're all like, oh, my God, you guys, we're going to get found out. I feel like they're going to find out that we <laughs> killed that guy right in that spot. Oh, my God, they're walking over the spot where we killed him. They're standing on. It's like, could you guys not talk about it right now? And so, like, for me... Even though I like the show, it's fun to like laugh at how ridiculous those things are. Mm -hmm. You are just like, please. I'm just waiting. I'm like checking my watch. Can we just... not <laughs> talk about this show anymore? Well, what else do you have to talk about that's positive and fun? And... I have everything I had was was Valentine's Day oh, oriented, well, which you know I kind of I kind of have something that's Valentine's Day. Oriented. Okay, give it to us. Um, so the New York Times published a few weeks ago this um this piece called "To Fall in Love, Do This," and it was 36 questions that you're supposed to ask your partner. They get from they start out um pretty simple and straightforward and then they get progressively more like intense mm -hmm. more involved you mean more personal right, more personal and then you're supposed to ask your significant other or whoever you're interested in these questions and then by the end you are supposed to like fall in love so i wrote down some of the questions if you want to see if you could answer yeah totally give give it give it okay so these are all like the start really, with the low ball because yeah, we're no, running are, out of time but these like, are the really easy ones okay um Okay, if you were given the choice of anyone in the world who you would want as a dinner guest, who would it be? Oh my god. I know. That's like and that's the first question. That's oh, that's the that's the low ball. You want to fall in love? Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wait, what happens if like these questions like rip if they us go apart? the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> if you're already in love, it has the opposite effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So who would you want to have dinner with? Um, I know this I know this Probably is like a philosopher, right? Oh, wait, wait, living or dead? Anyone in the world, yeah. In, in the I, world would suggest living. I would say in the world, like like uh, the spiritual world. Any, any. Uh, the physical world, the, the spiritual. I don't know what voice that is, but it could be dead or alive, I think. I've decided that it can be dead or alive. Okay, okay. <laughs> and they and they magically speak, we magically speak the same language. Yeah, and they want to have dinner with you. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, would, it, would, it would be Aristotle. Absolutely. I would want to have dinner with Michelle Obama. I like I was going to say if I if it was her. alive I would have you know you know what I would also I would also take the if it was alive it would be either President Obama or um the Chancellor of Germany. 
because she is she is on point. She's oh, she's very yeah. she's very Obama like. Yeah. In, uh, in her stance on things, while while everyone was marching in Paris, you know, uniting against the terrorist threat, she was marching with the uh, with the Muslim population. That's awesome. Yeah, because they because because of the push against Muslims. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was fantastic. That's really cool. Yeah, I would definitely say Michelle Obama or President Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the video that he did with BuzzFeed this week? Oh yeah, that was great. Oh my god, you guys that was have genius. to see this. He did a video with BuzzFeed called like things people do when no one is looking and it is awesome. It's so funny. I just feel like he's the president. Maybe you don't agree with his politics, but he is cool. Like I would want to be his fr- like I want to be He definitely my seems uncle. like a fun guy. Right? I think like he would just be really cool. Do you want me to ask But the but hold on, but the best part is when he tries to put the cookie in the glass, <laughs> he can't do it and he actually says thanks Obama like <laughs> It's become such a thing. Just every any anything that goes wrong, you just say thanks, Obama. That even Obama himself has has fallen victim to the trend. He just I says know. thanks, Obama, despite being Obama. My favorite part is at the end. He's like, "Can I live?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Giffing that, putting in my folder." Can I live, President Obama? Um, do you want to answer one more question off this list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a hard one. I want a difficult one. Um. Okay, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Yes, but I'm a lawyer, so I call other lawyers and I have to know what I'm going to say. Oh, okay. So this isn't like I'm calling somebody just to say, hey, and I'm like, oh, here's this thing I want to talk about. So it's it's a little different. I don't know. I don't rehearse phone calls, but I definitely have been known to re-record a voicemail message and like record the voicemail message and then listen to it back and then be like, oh, I definitely forgot to say this part. And then I like do it over. I I leave the worst, worst voicemail messages because suddenly I don't have someone to actually talk to and it's like, oh. Okay, now I'm. I feel like I'm giving a mini speech. I'm like, I'm not prepared for this. Speech. Oh, I love it. I love. I listen. I have given a long ass voicemail and then called back and then left like part two of the voicemail. <laughs> I have done that. Numerous. You downloaded it to GarageBand, <laughs> edited it, sound effects, and Did then a put remix. it back on there. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um. Uh, Any other good ones? Do, oh, this is a. This is a dark one do you have a secret hunch about how you will die yes why would this make someone fall in love (laughs) someone's like oh my god i was gonna die that way too (laughs) do you have a secret hunch about how you would die no yeah me neither that's something i don't i would never think about that um let's see maybe we can answer one more oh you know what something 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 um there's a ted talk about the mathematics of love that kind of falls into the same Ooh, sort of... okay. I same, love TED Talks. Same vein, yeah. Um, and it, it was kind of interesting because they were trying to use... They were trying to make this as much a mathematical process as possible. So some of the things that they talked about was was they studied how people responded to very attractive people and how people responded to people who were somewhat attractive, but say like bald or pudgy around the middle or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Not you convent- know? Co- conventionally attractive. Right, not conventionally attractive, but not like across the board, nobody thinks this person is, is physically attractive. Right. right. Um, and they said it actually works to your benefit uh, to have something about you that's not perfect. Because yeah. other people see see the chances of getting a reaction from you as higher because you're not you don't have as many people knocking on your door, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, it's like not as intimidating. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. You needed math to figure that out? Why did someone... Well, it seems, it seems. I mean, it seems like common sense. Yeah, but, but that is kind of cool. I think that huh. that also like gives people a little confidence boost. Like, you don't have to be perfect to to find a mate. And if you are perfect, sucks to be you. Totally. 
everyone's intimidated by and they you. did and they did this thing they said mathematically speaking the best way to go about it if you start your dating life at one point say 15 and end it later in life at some point whenever you get married you want to be married like around 35 i think is the example they used they said mathematically speaking you should reject every partner in the first 37 percent of your dating life and then and then choose the best person after that wow so the first person that comes along after the first 37 percent of your dating life um, uh, who's better than those that group of people should you should marry oh wow. which is which is very very strange well that... and then it went on to talk about how to avoid divorce I didn't listen to that part what's though. the name Sorry. of the <laughs> I had to oh. we were on the train I was... <laughs> well thanks um, do you want to plug the name of the TED dog just in case people want to listen to it I honestly I didn't look okay well you're doing a really great job thanks for that <laughs> um, on that note seeing as my husband has done the minimal amount of research as to make sure that we don't get divorced we are going to wrap this bad boy up. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Chesco Lee. Tie optional. Um, you can also tweet us, uh, hashtag last name basis. Tell us what you think about this week's episode. Um, also, I've got one tiny little plug for myself. I'm speaking at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County on Tuesday. It's open to the public. It's free. If you go to my Facebook page or tweet me at Chesco Lee, I can give you the details. I would love to see you and hang out with you and talk about social media and social issues because it's going to be awesome. Is there anything else that we have to say before we go? I think that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. This is Last Name Basis. Bye.